The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Taramina. All right, uh, we're, here we are. It is Tuesday, December 1st, OAA Now. Uh, a little different today. Sammy is at home calling in. Uh, ONTV had to have a little uh, modification to some of its uh, protocols here, but Sammy's here. Sammy, there? Hey, what's up, man? How's everything going, Ian? Um, how's your Thanksgiving? It was good. It was um, it was nice to hang just with a small group of family. It was low key, low. Well, yeah. I, I want to say low stress because I had to make the gravy. Well, I mean, like <laughs> I had the um, well, same thing here in my family. Of course, um, just spending time with Anthony and my mother, my cat. Um, yeah. I mean, we're both um, we're hanging in there. I mean, like just getting ready. Um, hopefully, you know, for the end of this pause and, um, we're going to see what happens. I mean, like, um, but, um, I'm hanging in there, that's, you know, that's good. And, you know, I, I, you know, it's always good to get a, the, the holiday season is upon us. Right. Oh, and, sure it and it's, it's, I, I don't know about you, but I felt, uh, you know, just having a little bit of time off and, you know, reflecting on the stuff that that is going well in your life, right? You know, it's thankful yeah. for, and because uh, you know, every week we sit here and chat and go, "Oh, this is negative. This is the bad stuff." But to, to have some time to go, "Hey, you know, this is actually a uh, there's some good things happening in the world," and to reflect oh, yeah. on that. So that I think that was uh, the best part about my Thanksgiving, and it, it not including. Well, I said I, I didn't include the apple pie, but so I had well, too, I had too much apple pie. <laughs> well, to me, the biggest is that to me, watching the Lions is probably oh. like no surprise to see what happened to that. Um, it did kill me in my fantasy team because I do um, I do fantasy football. But um, yeah. but I think when you look at what happened um, with the Lions, I mean, like it was a complete disaster. It was a complete it was a complete disaster. It, you it, know what I mean? It was. It was. It was. Um, I think. I thought, I mean, two uh, mediocre teams at best coming together. You figure it would be a competitive game, but like you're saying, I was I was shocked at how one sided it was. Every time I turned around, I'm making mashed potatoes. My son's like, "Uh, the Lions got scored on again." You know what? And that's the surprise. This that's not a surprise with the Lions. I mean, like when you look at the Lions, I mean, like what do you expect from them? <laughs> this is a complete failure of instant pure you know they're gonna find ways to disappoint you and they did yeah. and i'll bet you i'll tell you what saturday was probably one of the was probably one flip. of the best days i felt normal <laughs> saturday was one of the best days i felt normal yeah. because michigan lost the winless penn state team michigan state beat northwestern mm -hmm. michigan state basketball won and of course you know um that and to me that's a good day for me i mean like yeah Absolutely. You and I are on the same page. I'm a Spartan grad, so uh, and you can't forget that uh, Spartan hockey beat uh, the Buckeyes Ohio in overtime. State, yes. Beat them yes. That's that was a great day. That was a great day um, from the um, from the college game. Um, you know what I've also been impressed with is been um, you know when you look at what's been going on, you know, like with with no fans in the stands. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I've noticed. I, I mean, I know we've had some cancellations, you know, in the college game, but yeah. I've noticed, you know, some things have gone, gone smooth a little bit, and some of them have had some rocky starts. 
Yeah, and it's it's interesting. Um, you know, the uh, there was some uh, speculation about politics. I mean, not uh, the traditional politics where you have your politicians going at it, but well, it, I... it, but it's uh, the politics of uh, COVID, like the SEC saying. You know, some people saying, "Well, the SEC is going to underreport COVID so they can continue to play because they want to get to the, the, you know, the college football playoff." And then, uh, well, uh, you know, Ohio State or other, uh, you know, strong Big Ten teams are they going to be doing the same thing to continue playing? Well, now we're in a conundrum here. Um, you know, with Ohio State going, uh, they may not play, and if they miss, isn't it? If they miss one more game, if they miss one more game, then that means Ohio State would not play in the Big Ten championship game. Wisconsin is not playing in the Big Ten championship game because of the six-game requirement. Yep. Um, Michigan State, perfect example. I mean, like, um, they're right now at two and three. I mean, like, they need to play one more game to get to get to that number six. I mean, like, so when you look at when you look at that situation, I mean, you know, I mean, like, I think it's a very interesting rule. You know what I mean? That, but you know, but um, but we're gonna see what happens this week when it comes to Ohio State, obviously. Yeah, and with uh, some other numbers like Minnesota is seems like they are snowed under with COVID and, or at least precautions. And so they're not playing again. And, um, and of course, yeah, go ahead. And the, yeah, the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, Baltimore Ravens. I mean, like what's going on with them? Of course they moved their, their game from Tuesday to Wednesday. You know, it's, it's an interesting kickoff time, which is three forty, but um, yeah, in the afternoon, in the afternoon. So when you look at, when you look at, of course, yes, COVID, COVID has created havoc around the sports world. Um, but we've seen some games, you know, that have gone on smoothly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So let's help things out. You know what I mean? Stabilize the mind of some sports fans that have been just really down in the dumps. You know what I mean? I I, I agree. The um, And then we can translate that, too, or just uh, look at, you know, how does that impact what we're talking about here on OAA now? You know, with, with the MHSAA and the high school game and stuff like that. Uh, many of our listeners know, and um, maybe they don't, mm-hmm. uh, that maybe. we're – we're in a pause right now, right? The state's pause, and they're just kind of one more week. One more one week. More week. Um, and I think you know, um, and I could see this working. I really do see the fact that having no fans in the stands, you know what I mean? It works. I mean, like the only downside of all this is basically, you look at Indiana and Ohio. I mean, like those two states just finished their state championship football se- seasons. They just finished their state championship tournaments in the fall um and to me i'm a little concerned you know what i mean looking at here you know possibly playing football for two weeks outdoors in the snow here i mean like (laughs) just snowed recently here um but it would but we've had some mha games have been played in the snow i mean i remember one really well and of course that was the game at troy athens a couple years ago involved Romeo of course when they um won their matchup I they played Detroit Cast Tech and um Romeo beat them. So it can be done. You know, it can be done obviously playing games in the snow. Yeah. I mean like and I know a lot of people say playing outdoors a lot better than playing indoors. I mean like there's no reason for me that football should not be played in the next in the next two weeks, you know, because they're they're outdoors basically. Yeah. Outdoors and is the the thing that is concerning, right, is um, having everybody home for Thanksgiving, and then did did the team, you know, it, did everybody stay away from each other? 
You know, and were they safe at home? And that's correct. And if they did that, and I would assume they did, because they want to get these games in, right? I mean, we've seen it correct. all season long with the, uh, you know, here in the OAA, that and from talking to the coaches, the variety of coaches we've talked to over this season, uh, that they have been very vigilant about, uh, you know, following the rules and making sure um, that uh, if you're going home, you stay home. You know, and, and I think that's the thing. I think that's the thing that everybody's been through. Is like you basically look at all these teams; they have stayed home, they followed the rules. I mean, like they, you know, you see and you see. I mean, like you've seen the benefit of yeah. people staying home. I mean, like you know, we've had some great games, we've had some great action. But the problem is, is you know, and I, it's it's the problem that. You can't control around the OA. It's everywhere around the state. I mean, that's the problem. I mean, yeah. like, so when you look at, I, I, kids have done their part. I mean, like, I've seen it. I've seen kids part. I mean, I've seen, I mean, has it affected some athletic teams? Absolutely. I mean, you look at, of course, some volleyball teams around the state. I mean, Tempers Bedford, perfect example, had to forfeit their game with Skyline because of a, um, because one of their players got went and they were forced to take the team in the quarantine. So when you look at, when you look at, this is a really precarious situation <laughs> that, that um, everybody's in right now, but I have not heard. I mean, we've had some games forfeited due to COVID. Um, yeah. But, but really in all reality, I mean, like, I, I mean, like it's, it's, it's been business as usual. It could be, I mean, here's the, I mean, the worst case, Obviously, as they say, we're scrapping it. This was the season. Mm-hmm. This is what we have. We just won award uh, the state titles this year. I mean, there was a that season. Is... We talked about it. There was a season. Yeah. Uh, these guys played, and it was fun, and it was exciting. We had a great time, and it was great to see the kids out there doing their thing. Said, so, but if can you imagine? Let's say they they lift the veil and uh, action continues or starts up again, and. Mm-hmm you get to that semifinal game or the finals and there is no finals anyway, because let's say, you know, one of the teams goes down, you know, that I mean, would be a really tough situation if that were to happen. Like, let's say, because, you know, this year's state final for football is at Ford field. Yeah, I yeah. think that's after Christmas. And um, when you look at the situation, how that's really unfolded, um, you know, and, and have a team that's worked their tails off, that worked so hard, yeah. follow the rules, and then somebody, either a player, a coach, or somebody within the program gets sick, then it's a really, it's really unfortunate, you know. I mean, now I'm not comparing this to March 13th, of course, when uh-huh. everything shut down. I mean, like, but um, Mark Yo said in his interview last week that, they are determined to get the fall season completed. I mean, so when you look at, of course, they will do. It would not surprise me, Ian, that I can see if, let's say, if the MHA were, if the state were to pause again, it would not surprise me that if that that the state will is that the um, MHA will look at the possibility of moving the seasons back can see that happening you know i could see oh. spring sports maybe going past june maybe in the july i mean like i think that would be it would be really interesting you know to see what happens there but i think that um that that is a possibility when you look at it yeah and they we've seen these scenarios already uh when the school year started 
or you know, just uh, when we were still trying to figure this whole thing out with the MHSA and you know the league and you know all these different things, and uh, that scenario came up. You know, like baseball could be played into July potentially. Sure, I mean, like and, you know, and, you know, so can track, so can base, so can softball as well. I mean, like yeah, that it, is a possibility. Yeah, and the difficulty with that though is, like you know, you have seniors and the graduation, and by the time you hit the end of June. Or at least, you know, let's say we're starting to get back to normal, possibly at that time, because it, you know, on the vaccine front, we saw some good news, which we yeah. heard uh, the last show we did uh, was it last week. We heard some good news, and we even heard some more good news about uh, the vaccines coming online yeah, from multiple think, you know, areas. So, mm-hmm. and you, I think yeah. you know, and I've been hearing the projections about <laughs> the possibility of possibly gaining a little herd immunity by May. I've been hearing a news report about that i mean like and i and that would be more good news when you look at a course you know in a in a year that has been filled with bad news negative negativity and all of that i mean like you know that is something that we really need is vaccines as well i think vaccines i think the um, therapeutics are coming everything you know everything's starting to come together here and i think that's really a good sign yeah if 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 the news is accurate <laughs> yeah, if it's accurate, you're right. If it's accurate, and they're not you know selling I mean? us something just to make you feel better, um, you know. It, but we knew it was. It's going to take time. I mean, that was the uh, like you said back in March when we had no idea what the heck this was, and mm-hmm. um, you know, if if we look at this, you know, from you know from orbit down of uh, the last what nine months or so, wouldn't you? I mean. I, you can give, uh, like you said, we can we can be grumpy with whoever you know all day long. It's not going to fix anything, but yes, in in, in the grand scheme of things, of way this fall sports season kind of unfolded, I'd have to say it's a success, a complete it success. Is. Wouldn't I mean, you? like I've noticed, I've noticed that. You know what I mean? Like I've, I mean, like I've heard from a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like with volleyball this year, they had a lot of success. I mean, like. With the um six with the with the chairs, the limiting of of the bleachers. Um, I think you know when you look at it. I mean, like that could be. I wonder if that could be an interesting norm. I mean, you're seeing mm. it when you look at it from basketball games. Um, I mean, bas- I mean, in basketball games you've seen so far they moved chairs six feet six feet distance. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see how the NBA is going to look. You know when they play their games and um yeah because that the the, the the monster bubble is no longer no the monster right? bubble is no longer I mean like <laughs> but you but know, you hey but of, you got to tell you got to give it to the NBA they were on top and of the NHL you got to give and, the NHL, and NHL too. too they were on top of this stuff right away and made decisions mm-hmm. right away and ultimately it paid off and it did pay off and of course you know you look at I think the NHL concept was a lot better than the NBA because the reason why I say this is because, you know, you have two hub cities like Toronto and Edmonton. Um, and then of course everybody combining at Edmonton for the Stanley Cup final. Now it did help that my team was in the Stanley Cup final, but <laughs> that helped me out. But, um, but, um, clearly, um, but clearly, you know, there wasn't any positive tests in the, in the bubble, you know, you got, you got like, you know, your team is basically like your family, you know, and I think that's what we have to look at it. Like is it, your team is basically like your, I mean, like, and I, and I think, you know, when you look at it, you know, from a different perspective, teams are basically like your family. I mean, like, you know, you look at a course, um, 
my relationship with you. I mean, like, you know, we've grown to become family, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know, so basically, um, you know, basically, yeah. I mean, like, um, and, and that's with, how it feels. Right. And with that, that, that mindset and getting back to the high school game is that, uh, you know, you want to stay healthy for the guys standing next to you on your left and right, right? Right. Or right. Uh, who's standing, you know, next to you on the net. That That's what right. you want to stay healthy for. And mm-hmm. I'm hoping that's think- the case. And, you know, moving forward, like you said, to, to use your coin phrase, moving forward, you know, that um, in a week we're going to see what's going to happen. And um, I'm hoping for the best. I got my fingers crossed that – um, like you mentioned earlier, it's like if if they decide to try this out again, even though if students are home remote, that uh, if you know it's it's no fans in the stands and it's just the kids playing. We mentioned this earlier in the season. I go just let the kids play. I go. Yeah, that's what know, it is. I mean, like that's the thing. I mean, like it worked out well. I mean, like um, I mean, like you look at a it has worked out well. You look at other colleges. You look at you look at other sports teams. You know what I mean. It works out well when you have them, when you don't have like fans in the stands. I know it's a really tough circumstances for parents, but but when you look at, of course, to let them play. I mean, let them. I mean, like you know, we have there's there's a, there's a, here's the importance why you have why you have cameras there. You have local access television stations broadcasting games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you know, it's it's that component is very important. Yes. And um, and it can be done. You know, we've seen even the smaller school districts uh, televising games uh, through different uh, means, telephones, a uh, variety of cam- you know, cameras and laptops. We've seen it. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it can be done. And, you know, obviously we're set up well, but it's it, if we're going to get it done and everybody's healthy, uh, just keep the fans at bay. They keep them at right. home right. and uh, and just get this stuff done. I mean, we're talking what? How many more weeks of football? Two weeks of football? We got three? about three weeks of football, and then we have um, one swimming meet. We, <laughs> one swimming meet, and then we have three volleyball games. We have the quarterfinal, semifinal, and state final. That can all be done in one week. Yes, uh, and it so, sounds and it, uh, the MHSA, you know, going back to um, what uh, they were saying as far as the schedule wise, is they're looking at you know midweek and getting things going as fast as possible. Just you know, so for some recovery, but it's like let's say a Wednesday or a Tuesday game, well, and then, then you play again on a Saturday. Looking at with football, obviously. Yeah. I mean, like when you look at um, when you look at course playing games during the week. I mean, like um, obviously, um, when you look at when you look at football course, you know you're used to playing on a Friday. I mean, like, but you're going to be playing out like on a Tuesday and Wednesday scenario. I mean, like it's different, but you know it can be done. Yeah, you know, at this point, uh, everything's different. <laughs> mm-hmm, everything What's, is different. Yeah, who cares, right? Let's just get this thing done. Um, mm-hmm. Now, it's uh, you have a list. Of, so last time we were on the show, we started the All OAA um, honors for uh, football, and we didn't get through the whole list. Do you no, ha- we didn't get through the whole list. So, do you have uh, that on you? And I would love to make sure these guys get recognized for the hard work they put in and. Some really, like we mentioned, uh, you know, surprise performers of the year and, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, are there well, any. Also, we got to talk about, you know, the three teams that are still in the playoffs. Yes, well. yes, course, absolutely. At, obviously, the teams that are still in the playoffs right now, you have North Farmington, 
Um, Oak Park and West Bloomfield yes. for the OIA, they're still in the playoffs. Um, the matchups are interesting. We got to look at them. I mean, like, but when you look at the um, when you look at the um, the matchups, obviously is um, you know Oak Park. I'm going to use them first. I mean, nobody expected Oak Park <laughs> to do what they've been doing. I mean, like, I mean, they were 0 and six in the um, season, and then all of a sudden, like, when they get in the postseason, all of a sudden, like, things have really for them. They have really taken off. And um, story of the postseason, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Of course, when you knock off um we knock out growth point south that's huge um for them um and then they went and knocked off from wyandotte roosevelt um and also they knocked off you jesuit and um when you look at oak park i mean like they said it best they're whole right now and i think everything for them started when Rayshon benny came back and i think that's the thing that oak park um really has benefited from that from benny being back and and i can't tell you how big of an impact the lineman has been but for Oak Park, Rayshon Benny has been a major part for Oak Park. And now you look at their matchup with Livonia um, Franklin. I mean, like um, oh, Livonia Churchill going up in there. I mean, I think it's going to be really interesting how that's going to to shape up. I mean, like the matchup, the matchup we've been looking at, obviously, is the um, the matchup, obviously, we're looking at, of course, is going to be that Ken it's going to be an offensive shootout when you look at that matchup. It's going to be an offensive <laughs> slugfest when you really look at the matchup, um, that possibility there. And then if Oak Park were to win that game against Livonia Churchill, I mean, like, then they would have to likely see possibly a Warren either Sal team that has just been, you know, been playing really well. Um, you know, and I think that would be a really interesting game between Oak Park and Warren South. Those teams were to play. I agree. You know, and right. um, and you know, I'm looking at the um on the other side of things, North Farmington. Of course, you know, how would you feel having to travel to Traverse City to take on <laughs> yeah, Traverse no. City Central to take on a very good Traverse City Central um team coming off a um. They've won three straight since losing that crazy game to Macomb, Dakota. Yeah. They've been just killing. They annihilated Saginaw Heritage, um, annihilated Shorts Creek, went into Midland Community State and beat Midland. Um, Traverse City Central has been a team that's been rolling people in the Big North Conference. Um, they got some very good players on that team. Um, started off the season strong. He knocked off Traverse City West. Um, had a really, they really haven't been challenged in the big North. You know, mm. I think North Farmington will give them a test. Midland did give them a test last week. Um, um, two weeks ago, I mean, three weeks ago, of course. Yeah. Um, but for North Farmington to go up to Midland, that's good no, to go up to, I'm um, Traverse City. City. It's going to be a really difficult task for John Hurston and his team. I know they have the quarterback and them. Jacob Sandra, they have a very good line, running back in Justice Whitehorn. Um, Jasper Beeler has really improved all year. Um, we got Aaron Rice there as well. I mean, Justin Bryan as well. It's going to be a very tough matchup for North Farmington um, going up to Traverse City. And now with the fact that it's snow. <laughs> I was just going to say the weather factor is now amplified when you start heading in that direction. It is. I mean, um, because like, w- we might get a dusting here or an inch or two, but if we get an inch, they get four. 
Yeah, they get they get more than four inches. I mean, like obviously when you look at them, Traverse City, of course, being where they were lo- where they're located. Yeah. I mean, like they are prone to a northwest wind, basically, means opens up the lake effects no machine. <laughs> yeah. And there and there's and Derby Field actually is right near Lake Michigan. Yeah. So if you were to look at it, I mean, like, could you just imagine that game if it was a 30, 40 mile per hour wind? Playing in that, you better have a good, yeah, better have a good ground game. Yeah, better. Well, North Madison, we know they got a very good ground game. I mean, like, so does Traverse City Central. I mean, like, both teams have a really good rushing attack, and I think that it's going to be, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in that game between um those two teams, and then that winner, if let's say if North Farmington were to get by Traverse City Central. Then how would you feel having to play Muskegon Mona Shores in the next round? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and we know how good Mona Shores is. I mean, like, they are – their quarterback is really good. I mean, when you look at it, of course, this guy was a converted receiver a year ago, and you look at what he has done. I mean, like, this guy has done – could be a Mr. Football candidate in the state of Michigan. Wow. I mean, that's, that's, that's how – um dominant he's been as a player from Mona Shores. Um, when you look at Muskegon Mona Shores, obviously of course, I think they're going to be playing East Lansing, which is going to be a really interesting game. Um, of course, East Lansing's got a Division One recruit who's going to Michigan next year. So, yeah, the receiver. Yeah, the receiver, yep. I mean, like so when you look, but then also we don't know if Jim Harbaugh is going to be in Ann Arbor much longer. So, but when you look, I'm looking at <laughs> I'm looking at Muskegon Mona Shores' schedule, you know, yeah. and they're coming off. I mean, they had that big win against Muskegon, which is just really huge. And then they had to, they had to survive an upset trap against Grand Rapids Forest Hill Central. Um, Forest Hill Central ran out of time in, in that game, and then they had to survive Caledonia 43-35 before the pause. So when you look at the game, when you look at that game between um, Muskegon Mona Shores and East Lansing, that is going to be at East Lansing, and that's going to be a heck of a game. I mean, we're, we're look at those two. Both teams coming undefeated. Um, I think it could be a really good game between those two teams. Yeah, and that side of the bracket is just so tough. You know, there's you know, and- so many quality teams on that side. And for North Farmington, you know, one, you got to get through Traverse City, but my – Traverse Central, Like yeah. Central, but what, what you're saying is like, I mean, if, if you've ever looked at that side of the brackets, like everything's a roadblock. Every yeah, opponent on there is very, very good. And could you imagine, let's say, if North Farmington were to win against um, and play Muskegon Mona Shores, you're looking at possibly playing at Okemos or maybe in Lansing, you know what I mean? Or if you're like, or like, let's say, if East Lansing wins, you're looking at possibly playing at Howe. So, yeah. so when you look at it here for North Farmington, you know, going at Derby Field, it's a very it's a very difficult task, but if you're like, but then you're looking at possibly playing a Muskegon Mona Shores or an East Lansing on the other side. Yeah. Oh my. I know. There, there's then, no uh, there's no let up. No, and then on and the other side for Oak Park. I mean Oak Park. You know, possibly if they get by the Bonnie Churchill, looking at possibly playing um, playing Warren DSL. Of course, we know Warren DSL had a um. Had a bit of a down year, but um, but especially what they've been through the last, I don't know about nine last ten months. But 
I just think that, um, you know, when you look at Warren DSL, what they've been through, I mean, like in Oak Park, what they've been through, I mean, like, um, it'd be a really interesting match if those two teams were to play each other. Yeah. Now, and then, yeah, now we're like on the West Bloomfield side of things. I mean, you now we go to Division One, obviously, of course, with West. Completely different animal. Well, yeah, well, West Bloomfield, of course, what they did to Sterling Heights Stevenson, which is absolutely remarkable. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, um, but then again, you and I expected that to happen. Um, but, I expected a win, but geez. Yeah, especially when you look at the players West Bloomfield's got. I mean, like, and then now um, you're going to be playing a Romeo team that's had a on-and-off season. Um, I mean, this Romeo team early in the year, which is absolutely abysmal. I mean, like, they they, they started off one and four. I mean, like, that's how. <laughs> one and four. Crazy. Yeah. Now, yeah, so when you look at it, yeah, the Mac Red's a good conference. I mean, like, great, great teams in that conference, but. When you start off one and four, but you look at all the close losses Romeo's lost. I mean, like they lost by ten to Gross Point South. They lost um by seven to Sterling Heights Stevenson. They lost by six to Macomb Dakota. Yeah. I mean, like, and their win in that stretch was a seventeen thirteen win against Utica Eisenhower. So when you look at Romeo's case, you know, I mean, like Romeo, you know, they they're they're picking up steam at the right time. I know that. Everybody looks at that controversial game against Macomb, Dakota, and say, you know, I mean, like, maybe Romeo should not be here. I mean, like, especially with that after that game. And then what they did to Stony Creek before the pause, I mean, like, which yeah. is absolutely remarkable. But there's, but they're still here. And with that being said, you know, totaling up, um, you know, the, the, you know, the points, you know, the margin of loss. You add it all up, and it's 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 one of those teams that once you get in the playoffs, obviously it they they, they it doesn't matter. But they also are confident that they know that they play well. It's just they mm-hmm. come up short, you know, on so many occasions. But even their wins aren't big blowouts, right? So no, I mean like well, so, and their and their last four wins, of course, they blew out Wall Lake Northern thirty eight nine. They had a surviving Baltimore Inca Bay that was a twenty to six score, and then of course the um win against Macomb, Dakota, and then Stony Creek. So when you look at Stop. Romeo's case, when you look at Romeo's case, I mean, like, this is a team that's running high in confidence. Yes, and I see the Stony Creek game as kind of an anomaly. One, their defense played outstanding, you know, to cause that many turnovers. Yes, yeah, but uh, Which, you know, but th- that's not going to happen every game, right? Um, no, and- but when you bring these two together, you bring West Bloomfield and Romeo together, um, do you see this as the power of West Bloomfield is just going to run over them? Or do you say, hey, West Bloomfield, watch out because uh, the Bulldogs, uh, they'll, they'll bite you? Romeo is a very interesting anomaly because their defensive line is one of the best in the state. And when you look at West Bloomfield, of course, we know what they're more than capable of. Yeah. And it's just not just Donovan Edwards you got to worry about with West Bloomfield. I mean, like, Yes, Donovan Edwards had a big game against Stevenson. I mean, with um, with six touchdowns. But but when you look at West Bloomfield, you know this is clearly not just Donovan Edwards. You still got players like Alex Short at quarterback. You got a Makai Elam. You got a very good lineman, Amir Herring. I mean, like you got you got um, Maxwell Harrison in the secondary. I mean, like you got all these parts 
you know, together. And, you know, and that formed a very dangerous and athletic West Bloomfield team. Yeah. And, and we know what Rob Bellamy's done over there at West Bloomfield. I mean, he has done a magnificent job building that Laker team, building them into a power. I mean, like, and then, of course, on the other side, Romeo, you got Coach Kurt Reines has done over there. I mean, like, you know, he, I mean, let's not get Romeo a couple years ago. They won a state championship. Yeah, and that's true. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those quiet championships that kind of people forget about, right? Yeah, I mean, like, a lot of people forget about it. But I know for sure in the Mac Red, they don't forget about it. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Know, and you look at, of course, <laughs> Chippewa Valley's won a Mac Red, won a state title. You either won a state title. Macomb Dakota's won a state title. Romeo's won a state title. I mean, like in the OAA, of course, um, we know, we know, um, like, Warriors won a state title. Clarkson won a state title. Um, they really do mirror each Adams, other in yep, a way, don't they? Yep. Adams, yep. Adams, Oxford. I mean, like, they've all won state titles. And, you know, and, and even and even Fargo's Harris, they won a state title as well. I mean, so when you really look at it here, I mean, like, yeah, they do mirror each other, but when you look at the matchup on paper, yeah, I would you definitely got to give an edge to West Bloomfield here in this one. I think when you look at West Bloomfield, Stony Creek, um, and I'm not, I'm not picking on Stony Creek, but West Bloomfield's got a lot more athletes that can do more damage. And I, yes, Stony Creek had a really good year this year, but people are gonna spot what Romeo did in that game really exposed them. Um, a huge fatal flaw in Stony Creek, which ended up being their passing game. Mm. So, man, they basically made, they basically, and that's why they had those turnovers. They made Stony Creek forced to throw. Now, West Bloomfield can beat you in so many different ways, you know, that, and it showed in that game against Stevenson. I mean, like, they, they could beat you in so many different ways. So, Romans going to have their hands full with them. Romans going to have their hands full, obviously, with them, West Bloomfield. Yep. And of course, we're just waiting for uh, you know we got another week to wait, and it, and then we have volleyball at Clarkson. I mean, like yeah, you know. and then volleyball at Clarkson still rolling, and um, they were looking good. Uh, they they do, were looking really good. I they, mean, like you know, they do have killing. they do have a kind of a tough road though. I mean, you look at the opponents still kicking, and th- those aren't any slouches. No, and you look at of course Grand Blank. Obviously, that's the first team you got to think of when. Um, if you're Coach Kelly Penner, I mean, like, Grand Blank is a really interesting team. I mean, like, they have been, they've been, they've been starting to gel a little bit. They've been starting to roll a little bit. And um, I think when you look at Grand Blank, I mean, like, um, you know, they're pay, they're playing with nothing to lose. And you look at, of course, obviously, um, this is a team that was they play not, with nothing to lose. That makes them that much more dangerous. And for Clarkston, you know. They, this has been a team that's been a state-ranked team most of the year. Um, you're looking at possibly, um, when you look at possibly playing Birmingham Marion or Macomb, Dakota, I really think it's going to be Birmingham Marion, of course, because he's the Farm Hills Mercy. But for Clarkston, it's going to be, they've got some things they got to address. And I think when you look at the Wolves, obviously, you know, it starts with clearing the wiki. Um, if he can get on a roll for, for Clarkston, I think that, they, do, do I think Clarkson's got a shot to get to the final? Absolutely they do. I mean, like, I'm looking at the draw right now. I'm looking at the bracket. And, you know, they can knock off Birmingham Marion. I mean, like, but, but I really think the best team in right now in Division One for volleyball right now is Lowell. I mean, especially when you look at what Lowell has. I mean, yeah. like, that is a – I mean, Lowell, let's not forget. I mean, they're no stranger to playing tough competition. 
Um, so when I look at when I look at Clarkson's path, I think he can get by Grand Blank, but then they're going to have to like the Overmia Marion in the um, semifinal, and then of course if they get there, they get by them, most likely having to get by um, Bowl. Oh, that's going to be a significant challenge for um, for um, the Wolves going forward. Now, it, like we look at previous volleyball seasons, at this time of the year, there's so many games that have been played, so many tournaments that have been held, and all these uh, top tier teams or state ranked teams have been, you know, out and about for a, a period of time, and we've seen them in action. We've seen them go head to head. We've seen, uh, uh, you know, pairings where you have uh, like opponents going after each other, and so you kind of get a gauge of. Uh, where everybody is when you get into the postseason, right? This you season, kind of get a gauge, into right? It, yes. Right. I mean, we kind of know what we're getting into, and you know who, um, you know, teams that match up well. But this season's yeah. so odd that the, you know, the tournaments were curbed, and you you didn't get uh, as many games or matches in. And uh, do you find it more difficult to, um, to get a gauge on these teams that are remaining? I mean, we know they're solid programs; they have been for a number of years, so you kind of know what you're getting into. But uh, isn't it difficult to try to see? Because usually going, oh, yep, okay, this would be a good matchup. We know how these uh, teams pair up because it wasn't like it wasn't like um, 2019. Of course, when you look at that year last season, of course you're playing at least you're playing nearly everywhere across the state. I mean, like when you look at, of course, COVID has really impacted the um, how everything's been unfolding, um, but. I do agree with you. I mean, like, it does have a huge impact. And I think, you know, when you have to scout teams, you know what I mean? Like, you have to scout teams a little more differently. Yeah. I mean, like, now you look at, of course, and, of course, we remember last year, of course, um, with what happened last year when Lake Orion's run basically came out of nowhere and yeah. just basically just um, basically just beat, literally beat people. I mean, like, with basically a very inexperienced lineup. So, but on, um, but I do agree this year's been a lot more of a calamity because <laughs> of the fact that, yes, it, I think this year has been more of a disadvantage for volleyball teams than ever because, you know, you're used to playing those tournaments on that Saturday and basically, you know, and you're not, um, you're not, um, you know, and it doesn't give you a feel. Uh, it doesn't give you really a true feel of the flow. You know what I mean? So when yeah. you really look at it, when you really look at it, of course, now I know Clarkson's played Birmingham Marion. I don't know if they played Lowell this year, um, but I know a lot more. It's been a lot more regionalized, you know what I mean, than in years past, of course, um, which is which is really mind-boggling for a viable program, especially state power viable program. Um to where everything's been going on this year when it when it comes to COVID. Yeah, and uh, that that I mean that brings a sense of mystery to the playoffs, or uh, may I hope it brings more interest because you have a lot of what's going to happen. We're not sure, you know. Mm-hmm. And... We don't know what's going to happen. There's a lot of great matchups here in the quarterfinal. Of course, um, Clarkson. We know they're going to be playing Grand Blanc. Lowell, of course, takes on Portage Central. Portage Central. Ann Arbor Skyline takes on Novi. And um, Birmingham Marion takes on Macomb, Dakota. Of course, the, um, for Clarkston, you know, as we mentioned, if they can get by Grand Blank, um, then looking at possibly playing Birmingham Marion. And then um, 
And then if they get to the state final, looking at possibly playing Lowell. Um, I know Skyline's a very good, um, very good program as well. They have a very good player in Harper Murray, um, who um, very incredible player. Um, it w- I think Lowell and Animal Skyline, if they do play each other, will be a heck of a game between those two meets, especially because you have two of the best D1 players in the state. And I think and um, Lowell, I think Jenna Mertiza, I believe, um, and then. Um, and Arbor Skyline, of course, with Murray. So when you really look at that, could be a real interesting um, barn burning matchup in the semifinal at, at the Kellogg Center in Battle Creek. Well, cross you your know, fingers that, that uh, we get there. And mm-hmm. you know, that's, I did pull uh, up the I did pull up the all league for football. Um, okay, yeah, this is uh, this is a good transition. I I think it would be mm-hmm. good time to uh, throw that out there, Sam. So. The previous week we had we we mentioned some of them and we ran out of time. Right now we're at forty minutes. We have uh, about ten minutes plus to mm-hmm. uh, to get all those accolades out there to give the recognition that's deserved to these uh, players. Uh, go ahead, Sam. Get your get, uh, start reading. Eh? Well, let's go with the um. We did the blue last week. I don't know if we ran out of time. Um, but let's go with the white. Obviously, of course. Um, for Stony Creek, Cameron Buford. Um, John Reba, um, very good defensive lineman. Cole Ruman for Stony Creek. Um, um, Austin Jordan, Aiden Smith, Joseph Engelhart, Grant Lowry, Kevar Ellis, and Carson Chambers for Stony Creek. We know the year they had, um, but they lose so much experience. I mean, like, they're going to lose a lot of experience next year for Stony Creek. Um, I also forgot to mention Kevar Ellis as well, so um, that was uh, and Carson Chambers, so they lose a ton of experience next year for Stony Creek, but they all made the all OA white team. Um, on Seahome side of things, of course, you have Will McBride, Cam Cam Owner, um, Jake Labarge, Miles Matang, Karen Dewall, Jack Gerkovich, and um, Jack Trench and Jackson Vance. So for Seahome, you know, we know about them. They had a good year. Um, um, for them, I mean, like, you know, we'll see what happens. They're going to be very young next year. Um, North Farmington still playing right now. You got um, Jacob Lissandra, Aaron Rice, Jasper Beeler, Justin Bryant, Justin Whitehorn, and Jaywan Hamilton um, for North Farmington. We know they're still playing right now. Um, I'm curious how that trip to Traverse City is going to look for them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm curious yeah. to see how that trip's going to look. Um on Groves' side of things here, you got Kyle Coleman, Jackson Tinsley, Ben Simmons, Jaden Magnum, Logan Flaherty, and um, Joe Hass um, for Groves. Um, just very unfortunate how their season ended. Um, of course, what happened with the eligibility issue with yeah. the um, Chicago Three. Um, Adams, of course, you have Parker Pico, Alex Jidrick, um, Tate Pico, Griffin Hankey, William Hart, Santino Arseni, are Adams' um, all-white candidates. Of course, Adams' very young team um, this year. Next year, they're going to be pretty good. I'll tell yeah. you that much right now. Yep. Um, and then um, Farmington, of course, you have Jacob Sanders, Anthony Granberry, and um, Javen Culpepper. Um, and one more on CO, we've got to mention Leo Adams, the kicker. Um, for North Farmington, um, the kicker is Matt Massimo Segamani. Um, he's a junior punter. Be back. Head coach of the year in the um, in the um, white is um, of course Nick Merlo. 
at Stony Creek. Yeah, no, no surprise there. Mm-hmm. I do want to read the blue off one more time. I mean, like, I think that would be a good idea. Sure. I think so. Absolutely, um, yeah. Um, the blue, of course, was mentioned. Let's go from Rochester first. We got Bobby Croner, um, Peyton Schroer, um, Noah House, Kevin Troy, Alex Blano, Jaden Bolden, Nick Terenzi, Aiden Harris, Kansas Zuin for Rochester, of course. Um, good year for Rochester, of course. Um, they had a really nice year. Absolutely. You know what they had. Um, Ferndale, nice year for them. I mean, like, you look at, of course, you have Zion Fields, um, Martin Taylor, um, Dylan Jones, Jordan Malone, um, Pat Washington, Josh Cook, Anthony Acabo, and, of course, um, Kawan Monroe, of course. When you look at Ferndale, nice bounce-back year for them under Eric Royal. Um, just an incredible year for them. Um, Berkeley, nice year for them having a great year i mean like they had a really nice year um yeah starting with with their um running back slash receiver and william saris um cody wrigley ian dombowski henry pennington who's gonna be back next year jake dombowski's gonna be back next year um david rollins a sophomore lineman um just having an incredible year so when you look at um when you look at the bears i mean they had an incredible incredible season ian you know what i mean when oh, you yeah. look at what the bears had um, Bloomfield Hills, of course, um, don't hard to figure this team out this year. Um, <laughs> Kansasinski, obviously, getting um high high um noticing at quarterback. Um, Brody Snyder, Andrew Sapersky, who's going to return next year. Um, Shane Winter, their um tight end, he'll be back next year. Um, Antonio Mitchell had a nice year, and then of course um Joey Dorch for um. Bloomfield Hills, just trying to figure out their final three games. I kind of suspect, to be honest with you, Tanisovinsky got hurt, um, and that really derailed their whole season. Um, Avondale, of course, this has been a very odd team, yeah. hot and cold team. Um, Deshaun Robinson, be back next year for them. Brian Katras, Jake Herzog, Garrett Weeks, Reese Betts, Corbin Small. Um, just an interesting year for Avondale. This season, just really interesting. Um, Troy Athens, of course, Nate Hazen, Colin Stewart, Trey Vincent, and Wage Ashman. Um, Billy Jenkins' team had a really nice year this year, um, being named to this this group. Um, on Troy, of course, we mentioned the 0 and 9 to 4 and 4. Yeah. Um, this was your story of the year. It was. Um, you got Sebastian Orzain, Jack Matthews, Joey Manturis. And Darius Whiteside. Um, and then, of course, Ryan Puzzle, Troy's kicker. Um, Javon Carter for Avondale was the punter for Avondale in that mix as well. Um, Royal Oak, we got Jesse Hosington, very talented basketball player. Um, you got Quincy Mendez, Dustin Mosier for Royal Oak. And then on Pontiac, of course, you got Tavian Etchen and um, Le'Veon Ferreira for the Phoenix. Um, the coach of the year in the blue is Eric Vernon, Rochester. Yeah, you no know? surprise so. there with the season they had. It was, it was, that was fun to watch, I have to tell you. Mm-hmm, but just that disappointing loss there. Yeah. That, that disappointing loss to Adams, I mean, like in the playoffs, really. really they they of, sure had fun during the regular season, though. Yeah, they did. And I think that they're going to likely head up to the white, which is going to be a much tougher league for them. So we'll see what happens going forward. Um, 
Let's go to the red. Um, Corus LeClarkston. Um, we got Rocco Spangler, Gary Dillinger, Ben Haas, Owen Foster, Mike DiPello, Logan Forbes, Cam Stallworth, Alex Bowen, and Kyle Justa for Clarkston. Um, really no surprise there. And no. Steven Rusnak, their kicker, is also on that list. <laughs> um, West Bloomfield, we know about Donovan Edwards, Dylan Tatum, Amir Herring, Terrell Thurman, Jaden Green. Jordan Hoskins, Maxwell Hairston, Chris Johnson. And, of course, we know, uh, and they have Samuel Lefanta, their punter, um, was on that list this year. For A&T, um, we have Abdul-Jabbar, Isaiah Marshall, Jaden Lloyd, Jeff Bowens, Davian Young, Robert Army, and Darnell Adams. Um, Southfield this year kind of come out an anatomy with them. I mean, like, they had a good, they had a, they had a, um, Odd year this year for the Warriors. <laughs> really odd year. Um, Lake Orion. Um, of course, Joey D, Cade Manzo, Mitchell DeBrinkett, Brock Iwanski, TJ Fikes, Ethan Strand for the Dragons. Um, Lake Orion, around 500 this year. Um, you know, had some good wins. Um, you know, and they played three really good teams um, in the state before losing to Grand Blank in the um, – playoffs so when you look at lake orion of course there's some questions with the dragons next year when you look at them yeah um oxford first year under zach line of course um you look at of course carter gilbert gavin green tate Muir, jack wandry um brennan malicki and john valvo um those are oxford's um oa players um you know when you look at oxford i mean like Offensively, they were hot, and then they all of a sudden went on a huge cold spell to the West Bloomfield disaster. Yeah, and, it, it uh, was a to, to say a a, a rough uh, first uh, outing for the new regime was an understatement. Yeah, and then of course they had that playoff loss to Clarkston. Um, Oak Park, of course, you have um, Charles Gillespie, Anthony Collins, James Burnley, and um, Kashawn Jackson. One guy I was really surprised on here that didn't make this uh, OA list was Damian Prim. Mm. Really surprising to make this list. I mean, like, because look what he's been doing at running back this year for the Knights. I mean, like, you know, and then, of course, you know, with the return of Sean Benny, that's a, that's a huge factor for Coach Greg Carter's team right there. So that's just true. kind of surprised that um, Damian Prim did not make this list. Um, and, of course, the coach of the year in the red, Kurt Richardson at Clarkston. We know what he did this year. Um, just, you know, everything was running in all cylinders until that game against Grand Blank where <laughs> um where where their passing attack, which is literally their passing defense was literally exposed in that game. Um so that is the all OAA list for um, um so any surprises, any thoughts on, on that on that list for all? Well, I just like I just say congratulations to all the the kids who uh, got the honor. You know, it's there's a lot of work that goes in um, year round, and the dedication they put in uh, paid off for them on the field, and they're being recognized accordingly. So, congratulations to all those honorees, and uh, you know, for Coach of the Year for Richardson, it's um, it, you know, I I agree with that 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 choice. You look at um, the turnaround they had from just a year ago with the injuries and things like that. You're going, what is happening? And then 
what happens? Uh, they're back. They, they look exactly like they have every other year besides uh, 2019. Well, yeah. I mean, like a lot of people look at that 2019 season for Clarkson was just like, what the heck happened I know. to this team? I mean, like, I know you and I win the depth for them on them. I mean, like, well, like, what the heck happened to this team? Yeah, what I mean, we call 2019 was the season of the Twilight Zone. It's like everything was flipped on its head. And, uh, but... Well, you know, I mean, like, and, you know, and I think, you know, that season and that 2019 season, that was really interesting because um, it kind of, you know, for me, it was, it was, it was, it was a, you know, because I remember when I, when we did that previous show, when we did the previous show for, um, I, I told you and, um, Coach Doug Corliss, I said I wasn't buying Southfield this year, and <laughs> voila, look what happened. I mean, like yeah. you know, Lake Orion ended up having a great year. Look what happened. I mean, like you know, and then you look at a course in the white, of course, Stony Creek. Who would ever thought that they would come in and basically look like you know, and look what they turned out in 2020. So yeah. when you look at, and then of course in the blue, I mean, like I was disappointed in Ferndale, you know what I mean? But then this year I had a really good, strong bounce back season. So. Well, here's a, a question. To- here's a question for you, Sammy. So, since mm-hmm. uh, you know, we kind of saw in 2019 um, Stony mm-hmm. uh, do what they did, and and then this year they 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 kind of brought it to reality, right? Mm-hmm. Is there anybody from this year that you said could be the next Stony Creek for 2021? Watch out for Adams. I'll tell you that much, because a lot of young talent, a lot of inexperience. Um, <laughs> that they had a year ago. I mean, like, that's a team. We know what the Veer does with Tony Petrito and his team. I mean, that's a team I am watching very carefully heading into 2021 is Rochester Adams. And a young team, team with watch. playoff experience. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they, they've won a game in the playoffs, of course. That's Rochester, that, that question. Um, the storyline for me in the 2021 for me, and I'm staying in Rochester, <laughs> is how the Falcons will adjust to being in the probably most likely to be in the white division. Um, so I'm curious to see how Rochester adjusts to being in that division. Um, and another storyline I'm keeping an eye on for sure. There's several storylines, of course, obviously. Um, you got, of course, what's going to happen at Lake Orion, what's going to happen at Oxford, what's going to happen at Clarkson. Now you have the line gone yeah. over there at Clarkson. Um, you look at A&T, how are they going to do – how is Isaiah Marshall going to do without basically a lot of skill players coming back? Um, and then, of course, we know what West is going to bring. Um, and the blue, you know, how is Blue Bay Hills going to look? How mm-hmm. is Ferndale going to look? How is Pontiac going to look? How is Avenue going to look? I mean, like, you know, we got a lot to look at heading into um, heading into the season. I mean, like, in the 2021, you know, and I think when you look at 2021, I think there's it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a regular normal season where <laughs> it'll be like 2019 where we can at least like um or at least we can we won't I don't think we're gonna have cancellations or delays anymore. Ooh, I, I think hope we're gonna so. have I think we're gonna have a regular normal season where everything's gonna be back to normal. That's uh, how I feel. Hey, um, on that note, Sammy, I hope you're right, and mm-hmm. we're gonna wrap up today's show. Um, and any final words? Yep. Um, let's hope. Let's hope the state makes it makes its word, and um, let's see. Um, restrictions expire so we can get on with the um, start of winter sports and the start of them, and the continue in the conclusion of fall sports. I I couldn't agree more. All right, Sammy mm-hmm. had to call in everybody. 
It worked out pretty yep. good. Hopefully, uh, we might have to do one more of these, and yep. uh, hopefully we'll get back together in the studio and powwow it out, okay? Take care, yep. my friend. Right. Be safe, care, and we'll man. see you next week. See you next week, my friend. Boy Now is produced by Sammy Termian, and the views on this show are his and mine alone. See you all next week for another edition of OA Now. See ya!